Yeah, this is Saturday Third with G Moody here, Bronx, New York. Hope everybody had a great New Year's. I had a great one. We're back, stronger, better. We're like the six million dollar man of podcasts. Remember when they was like, he can be bigger, he can be better, he can be stronger. That's what this podcast is. Remember, we're the pyramids. The rest of these cats out here on some Stonehenge shit. We are the majestic podcast right here. And we're gonna start this shit off with um just some talk. I have a uh, chocolatey here. She's from um I'm from YO. The only reason why people understand YO is because what Yonkers, she's talking about Yonkers, New York. Yonkers, New York has basically just really been admitted into the hip hop colony. The original hip hop colonies. And this is something we're gonna talk about right now. Like the original colonies of the United States, we have original colonies of hip hop. So that would be Bronx, Harlem, Queens, Long Island, Brooklyn, money earning, Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon New Rochelle, Wyo, Staten Island. Now people say, yo, you meet somebody, they like, yo, I'm from New York. And you go, oh, really, where? I'm from Brooklyn, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Rochester. You're not from New York, man. New York, being from New York means the five boroughs. In hip hop, Staten Island just got admitted to the hip hop colonies in 1994 based on the emergence of Wu-Tang. Before, they never mentioned Staten Island. It was always Brooklyn, Queens in the house, Boogie Down, Harlem. So Staten Island came out, Force MCs was out first. They didn't make too much noise where they could get admitted into the colony. Wu-Tang admitted the borough of Staten Island. Yonkers didn't get admitted until DMX came out and yelled Y-O, which is why Chocolatey said Y-O. The only reason why she said Y-O is not because she came up with the slang, it's because DMX screamed Y-O. There was no Y-O before DMX. It was Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is from Yonkers, but she was never boisterous with it. She never shouted Y-O. She said, I'm from Yonkers. DMX put Yonkers on the map and they have been admitted into the hip hop colony. So when you say I'm from New York and I go where and you go Yonkers, yes, you are from New York. So Yonkers is part of the hip hop colonies. Mount Vernon was admitted through Pete Rock and Heavy D. Before them, there was none of note. Pete Rock and CL came and Mount Vernon, the Vernonville, was admitted into the colony based on Heavy D. Heavy D first with Uptown Records, but he was the only Mount Vernon cat that made any noise with the overweight lover is in the house. So what we're saying is Harlem is is part of the colony and Mount Vernon, and now we go to New Rochelle. They weren't considered part of the hip hop colony until Grand Poobah and Brand Nubians. Grand Poobah being first because he was with Masters of Ceremony. So Grand Poobah put New Rochelle on the map 
So New Rochelle, if you say, yo, I'm from New York, I go, where? where? New Rochelle, you actually have a nickname. It's called Now Rule. So New Rochelle has been admitted into the uh, hip-hop colonies circa 1985. So when people say they're from New York and they say anything other than what I've mentioned, you're not really from New York, man. Long Island has been there since the beginning. I have I left them out, but initially they weren't. They weren't part of the colony because when an MC would say, is Brooklyn in house? Is Manhattan in house? You hear it on all the old tapes. They never said. Did they always say Brooklyn? Because honestly, we know where it started. You listed the colonies, but let's just keep it 100. It started at a boogie down and it was in Manhattan, Harlem. So when did Brooklyn get on the map? Brooklyn was always known. It was because of their notoriousness, how Brooklyn guys conducted themselves in the early hip hop colonies. We're coming to the party. We're coming to ice grill you. We're not coming to dance. We're coming to stand on the wall and make it notorious. This is how Brooklyn bogarted their way into the colonies. There's no dancing. They just standing there, grill, ice grilling everybody in the party with a big bombers and with the time with the big bomber jackets, yo. They did not come to have a good time. No, they, yeah. no I talked to some Brooklyn cats. They said they was enjoying the music, but they not bopping their head. They not doing nothing. They just standing there where everybody else is dancing. It was a culture of dancing, a lot of dancing. These dudes is just standing there. This is true. Brooklyn dudes always had gold fronts. The dress of Brooklyn cats, you either had to have the ballets, the British walkers, you had the leather bomber, and you had the kango, you had the suede fronts. It was a certain look, and if you were from Flatbush, you always had Clarks. You had the desert boot Clarks. So Brooklyn cats had a certain look, and there was a segment of Brooklyn cats that came in there to terrorize the club. Ice grilling dudes, you got truck jewelry on, they looking to yap them, they looking to snatch them. You could see it, they would follow you into the bathroom and they would pat pockets. So this is how Brooklyn barged its way in because the MC always had to acknowledge these people because they were terrorizing the club. So they got ultimate respect. It wasn't until DMX you explicitly said that Wyo got on the map. So I'm asking the same question about Brooklyn. When did Brooklyn officially, who did it? Who put Brooklyn on the map? The MCs have, have always been there, but the reputation for Brooklyn implored the MC or the promoter to always shout, is Brooklyn in the house? And you would hear a roar. This is how they put themselves on. This is the only colony that didn't have an MC that had to shout out Brooklyn. We didn't have to do that. It was because of the way they conducted themselves that they stood out. And then the rappers came, but Brooklyn had, had a reputation that preceded itself. Who was the MC from Brooklyn that put Brooklyn on the map? Let's go 1980. Who do I know from Brooklyn that's popping? 
I don't. 1980, 81. It's all Furious Five. It's all that. 82 is uh is Grandmaster Flash and these motherfuckers. 83 was the Bronx. All right, I'm going. I'm trying to go year by year. 83. One, two, three. Run DMC in the park. 83. Exactly, I'm getting it up. Now, 84 is LL. 85 is the beginning of Union Square. This is where Brooklyn is emerging. 85. Remember, we had the whole Juice Crew. We had all of those people from then. Molly Mall and the Juice Crew. 86. Kane is 87. Wait, Kane was from Brooklyn, and Kane is the one that put Brooklyn on the map. Yes, because he was a superstar MC. So we got to say Bronx, Harlem. We got we to gotta distinguish. Can't say money-making Manhattan. Harlem, Queens, Long Island, Brooklyn, money-earning, Mount, Mount Vernon, New Rochelle, Yonkers, Staten Island. Nine original hip-hop colonies. We just pointed them out in successions, in order. In chronological order, this is how it happened. One, two, three, and at the four, and if it is crowded, then push down the door and check out the adventures of J and E Z. And I like the old school, but I'm foreseeing the future like a gypsy from here to the gypsy spin around in a circle, not get dizzy, but get busy. The Brentwood Town shipping's gonna move your hip band. I ain't finished, so please shut your lip and listen to what you. What makes a senior citizen think they need? A fat ass. Think they need butt implants. Think about your grandmother. Think about all the old people you came up with. I say that to say they had Madonna on stage and she had, you know, extra padding that wasn't there from back in the day. So I'm I'm trying to understand what is the mindset. It looks really fake it doesn't look like oh you holding it looked like oh man this is sad and at 60 years old we don't expect you to have an ass so you come out there with this ass that's hanging off that looks fake and it is fake and last week you didn't have this why embarrass your fans? I don't get that. I don't get the mindset. Usually you age, like my moms used to tell me, you got to age with grace. A woman becomes more graceful a la Nancy Wilson. Rest in peace to Nancy Wilson. Did you see Nancy Wilson out here with her ass out? No. She was beautiful. She was graceful as an elderly person. She still had that swag, classy swag. What if Nancy Wilson came out with a fat ass? How would you look at her? In shame. So Madonna, pull it out. Go back to the iron and board ass that you had when you came out in 83. Uh.
Yeah, what niches is, it's bigger. It's bigger than you guys think. It's bigger than you guys know. Um, I hope that I can inspire um, other people to want to be better, to do better, and to build and create a life that they want. Man, yeah, what you just heard was a, a promo for skin bleaching. It's called White Nicious. And if you listen closely, she said, and I hope to inspire you. Uh, I want people to be better. I want people to do better. Basically saying, if you get that black skin off of you, then you could aspire, you could do all kinds of things. The only thing that's holding you back is that black skin that you have on you. So buy my product, White Nicious, and be better. The buyer, who suffers from extreme self-hatred and has deep self-esteem issues, the buyer should ask themselves or ask her, how would this improve my life? How would me using skin bleaching to take off God's creation, because you didn't create yourself, so the skin is perfect no matter the color. So the buyer needs to ask the retailer, okay, how would this improve my life? I need concrete things. Because if I'm going to put lie on my skin, I need to be assured that I'm going to live the lifestyle of the white person that you got me thinking that I need to be. What kind of white person am I going to be? Am I going to be the poor white person in West Virginia? I want to be the Bel Air white person. So there needs to be distinguishing characteristics if I'm going to bleach my skin. You can't just sell me this product with no guarantees. This is too serious. Will I still be living in the third world shit pit looking like a ghost? Then I don't need to bleach my skin. I just can't bleach my skin because you say, yo, I need to be white. Well, what comes with whiteness? This woman has an Amazon style warehouse, white niches. Check it out. I don't make none of this shit up. Go to Instagram. They got before and after. They got Sammy Sosa motherfuckers. And then he's so proud that he took off his skin and he thinks he's white. But what the white motherfuckers need to do, you need to help this situation and come out. And when you see somebody like this coming up to you in some job and they're grinning and they look crazy, but they think they're white and they think that you are going to be in solidarity with them because they are white in their minds. You need to shut that shit down. You need to say, mother, actually, you just say, nigga, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I ain't your brother. You're not white, motherfucker. You need to be racist this is when you need to be racist when you see one of these ghost motherfuckers who think they're white pull out the racism to crush these people n words are appropriate when you see these type of motherfuckers your skin is bleaching your nails you're just buffing take a look at yourself man you're struggling africans in america try to identify totally with their master in every respect they cannot be disguised, but they will attempt to disguise themselves. Tell me, are you proud, man, of who you are? Or does your pride come out of a jar? Because if you want it, put it on or spray it on. I tell you right now, it won't stay long. Because if it ain't natural, it ain't kosher. It's like buying and wearing a culture. If that
was actually. Yo, man, we got to take it back to the NBA. I want to give James Harden, the Houston Rockets guard, a shout out. He's being mentioned as the Rockets GM, which is a fucking homer. Of course, he's going to say this. He seems to be the greatest offensive player of all time. And this goes out to my man, Louis Rivera, out there in, in Houston in H-Town. I think he's a Houston Rocket fan. Yo, don't get gassed on this shit, B. What happened last year in the playoffs when Chris Paul went down and all of the uh, responsibility fell on this same guy that everybody is uh, so hyped up over? What did he do when the team needed him to carry them across the bridge? Don't take my word for it. Go look at the tape. So now you're watching him do incredible work. He's crazy nice. He's scoring all the points. Teammates are just standing around. So what will happen in the playoffs? Based on history, I think this guy will come up short. I'm basing it on last year. Although it looks great, he's busting ass on some other shit. But we must remember this. Legacies are made in the playoffs. What you do in the playoffs is your legacy. This is why Michael Jordan can't be touched. What you do in the playoffs makes who you are. So if you come up short in the playoffs, you might have bust ass the whole regular season. That shit don't matter because when the team needed you, you fronted, a la James Harden last year. Chris Paul went down and an alpha male brings the team home, a la LeBron James 2016 in the finals being down 3-1. Bust them motherfuckers ass and brought the team a championship that hadn't won anything in 52 years. Legacies are made in the playoffs. Don't let nobody gas you about what you're seeing right now because this shit don't matter. Let's see what money does in the playoffs. That's how you judge a motherfucker. The greatest offensive player of all time who fronts in the playoffs. But that doesn't translate into playoff play. So you're not the greatest offensive player of all time. Maybe in the regular season. Uh, yeah, but that ain't shit. The intellect interacts with rats. Cartel rocks well, baby, I'm strapped with gats. Yo, son, had to bounce because the block was scorching. I'm camouflaged down like a soldier of fortune. I paralyze your mind state. Then crush your A-frame and watch your whole body break. Look. At your broke ass click on the corner yeah, just like I said, man, that Me Too movement is really spread its tentacles all over the globe. In India, a media boss was like thinking like, yo, how can I protect myself? So what he did was record, audio record all of his sexual encounters without consent. That's the problem. You have to get consent. And if the woman ain't about no bullshit, she shouldn't have no problem consenting to audio recordings leading up to the sexual encounter so as to protect the guy just like the guy wants to protect you. So if there's no bullshit, it shouldn't be a problem. But my advice, let's go past the audio recording. Let's go past the consent. Let's get contracts written up. Let's take this to law. Let's get litigation involved in this. In order for us to have sexual activity, there has to be a written contract and the contract comes out at the dinner table. That's how I would do it. And if you don't want to sign it, goodbye. That's it. Because 
if a mere allegation or accusation can wipe out your whole shit, I got to take it to law. So we had a dinner, we had some Spago shit, and you know you're going back to my crib. Before we get in my crib, you signing a contract, I'm signing a contract, and that is it. That's it. That way I have nothing to worry about. I'm not coercing you into signing. And plus, we'll have an audio recording on the table in the restaurant so as to show you're not being forced to sign anything. That's what dudes got to do because it's the Me Too movement and we got our movement as men, not me. Yo, here at This, That, and the Third with G. Moody, we don't play no games. Right now, I'm in the kitchen making some Peruvian-style chicken. It's baking in the oven. The skin is about to shatter. It's so crispy. The rice pilaf is bubbling. I pulled out the mics and I said, let me tell these fans something, yo. This is what you need to do. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Why rate and review it? Because you like it. I like it. I like to do it. The fans have written their reviews. Check it out yourself. And then you put your assessment of the stat in the third with G Moody. And then go to anchor.fm slash G dash Moody. If you want to support, why shouldn't you support? This is a labor of love. I know how it is out there. You want to be entertained. You're tired of the motherfuckers with the droll conversations. Nah, we want to laugh on the subway. We want to laugh in the car. Here at This, That, and the Third with G. Moody, we strive to entertain our fellow human beings around the world, no matter where your ass is at. If you can speak English and understand English, you will laugh. You will hear a thick Brooklyn accent that is no longer prevalent. I'm a relic. So make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review and go to anchor.fm slash g-moody if you want to support and spread the word about this, that, and the third with g-moody. Tell your friends. Hashtag the g-moody experience. We come in live. G-moody, the pyramid of podcasts, and the rest is on that Stonehenge bullshit. Kick this one for Brooklyn. Kick this one for the 90s. Now kick this one here for me and my DJ. Rockin' this party in the 90s, Brooklyn. You know where the people get hype for rock a party from Friday to Saturday night. 48 hours done and I still... Yeah, everybody's talking about this R. Kelly thing, and um, I want to go in a different angle with it. You know, it is what it is. It's fucked up. R. Kelly clearly has some mental shit going on, so hopefully after he gets put in the can, because you deserve to be thrown in the can, then you get the mental help or whatever. But... I want to go at this angle with, you see how, you know, people kind of shitting on black women. And the narrative is like, you know, black girls matter because uh, they don't get the same treatment as others in the media. So when things happen to them, it's not plastered all over the press. It's not like, yo, look what happened. So I want to say for me, yo, black girls, black women always mattered. I've always loved them. I don't understand, you know, how... They don't get the same amount 
of concern when torturous things happen. My mother, my daughter, my lady, my sister. I have a whole plethora of black women in my life and for them to feel like they don't matter is fucked up. So I wanna step out and say, yo, listen, they've always mattered to me in my life and without them, I wouldn't be here. So that's something that we all gotta fix. Black woman, mother of my earth. Black woman, you gave me birth. You can truly see what's in me. You can help me be the best that I can be. You feed my fire when I'm on the wire. Keeping me calm when it's getting higher. Sweet like sugar and hot like wine. Always keeping you on my mind. Giving my life a new light to reach for. Everybody saw what's going on with that Kevin Hart shit, man. He went on Ellen, international television. This motherfucker went on an apology tour. He's been apologizing everywhere. Next week is going to be the same shit. Basically neutering this cat on international television. It's very shameful. What, what else can this cat do? Ellen gave him a platform and all her fans, her worldwide audience are saying, you don't forgive this motherfucker. You're not the leader of the LGBTQ community for you to be forgiving this motherfucker. Kevin Hart is apologizing. He's saying, yo, I was young. I was doing some bullshit for laughs. My fault, pardon me. Sorry, that's not enough. What would be good enough if an apology is not suffice and Ellen is getting flack for not holding him accountable for his homophobic rants? Then what is suffice? I tell you what it is. I was thinking about this shit. In my opinion, what they want and what would be good is if he would endorse the lifestyle on international television. Then that's how he gets back in their good graces. That's why they're mad at Ellen for not holding him to task for the rants. But the guy's apologizing for the rants. He's been apologizing the last fucking two weeks. That doesn't matter. You get on TV and then you endorse their lifestyle. That's it. Then it's over. Now you have an international star endorsing their lifestyle. That goes a long way. There you have it. The realness. The, 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 the realness. The, 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 the realness.